that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Truly, truly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will will be fulfilled, fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. disciples wanted to be faithful, but things were going wrong, terribly wrong in their minds. Not too long ago, Jesus had come into Jerusalem triumphant as a king. The people hailed him. They screamed out, Hosanna in the highest. And what they were thinking, the people, was what the disciples were thinking. This Jesus is the king the disciples thought, now when Jesus is enthroned as the king of Israel, we will be there at his side. And then it all started going wrong. Jesus offended the religious leaders. He offended the people. He practically cursed Israel. And he began speaking of death. And then on that Thursday, he took them to an upper room and he did the unthinkable. This king brought them together 
And then he put on the clothes of a slave. Because you realize that's who is supposed to wash feet. You look it down at your feet as a person at that time, and they are dirty and dusty and, and filled with the grime of a day of walking, and no one should deal with that kind of disgusting stink except for a servant, except for a slave. But Jesus puts on the garments of a slave, and he begins washing their feet. The disciples wanted to be faithful. But what kind of king is this who would insist on being a slave? We're going to give you a little bit of direction here. Possibly you came here straight from work. And the only thing that's been going around in your head is, I have the same socks on I put on this morning. These people are going to see my feet. I'm sure that the disciples would rather Jesus look into their eyes than to look at their feet, and yet he chose to wash their feet as an act of self-submission and serving. And we want to give you the chance to experience a little bit of that tonight. So if you would like to participate in foot washing, we would like for you gentlemen to go over to this side of the room and enter the circle and find a seat. And ladies, would you move to this side of the room and enter the circle and find a seat? And we will give you some final directions when you do that. So you're free to move at this point if you are going to participate in foot washing. We can add more chairs if we need to.
Sorry we didn't anticipate uh, generously enough the seating arrangements. As you're finding your seats, let me give you some final instruction here. This is not only an act of foot washing, but it is an act of prayer. Those of you who are remaining in the center section, we would ask you to be very much prayerful at this point in time, that you would be praying uh, and, and hearing God as he is speaking to your hearts. Those of you who are in the circles, this is about God speaking to your hearts as you participate. And what we would like to do is for you to start at this end, and you're going to turn to the person who is at your left. All right, that will be your partner, and you will wash their feet, and then when you are done, they will wash your feet. So KJ is going to wash Kiara's feet, and then Kiara will in turn wash her feet. There should be a basin underneath each, every other chair so that the two of you can share a basin together, and there are cloths on the, the chairs behind, all right? So you may begin in just a moment. This is truly an act of humility. It is an effort on the part of God. I believe Jesus gave us this directive, and I believe the intent is to help us to humble ourselves. And so we're going to ask you to be very prayerful. So I would like to just whisper a prayer in this moment, and then you may begin. Father, we humble ourselves before you. Just as Jesus humbled himself and took on the very nature of a servant. And we ask you to do a work in each of us as we in turn wash the feet of our brother or our sister. Be glorified in this act of humility. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may begin. And when the hour came, Jesus reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. disciples wanted to be faithful, but things were going wrong, terribly wrong. The room there in which they were celebrating Passover was filled with nervousness. That wasn't unusual. At Passover, Jews would oftentimes feel nervousness, but a kind of nervous excitement. After all, this was the celebration of remembrance when hundreds of years beforehand, God had delivered his people out of Egypt. The Israelites were to cover 
There are doors around the edges of the door with the blood of a lamb. And then they would wait, eating their roast lamb and their unleavened bread with their bags packed, ready to go, knowing that the angel of death was about to cross over all of Egypt, killing the firstborn sons, but sparing those, passing over the houses that had the the blood of the lamb upon them. The room was filled with nervousness, but it was a nervousness that was created by Jesus himself, who was becoming increasingly morbid, talking about his own death. He would even take the bread and break it and say, this is my body, broken for you. He would even take the cup of wine and he would say, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you. The disciples wanted to be faithful But how do you be faithful to a Lord who not only insists on making a sacrifice, but on being the sacrifice itself? So we've brought you into the upper room. We've gathered and we've bowed in humility. And so now we invite you to come just as the disciples did. And to receive the bread that is broken and the juice that was spilled out. Symbolic, of course and yet very real. What we will have you do tonight as you come, you will simply take a piece of the bread and tear it off. And then that piece of bread you will dip into the cup. And then you will receive. Let me pray for you again. Father, we ask you to bless this bread and this juice tonight representing your body that was broken and your blood that was spilled out. And as we come, may we understand this cup that you ask if it would be, could be passed on by you. But yet you declared in that act of submission, nevertheless, your will be done. May our hearts be open to declare tonight that we too surrender all. And may your will be done in each of our lives. We come to this table that we may remember and we may receive in Jesus' name. Would you come? Beginning on this side, would you come please? Would you come to this side? You on this side, come. You will come here to this side.
And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The disciples wanted to be faithful, but things had gone wrong, terribly wrong. And now they were following their leader all the way to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane, where they had been so many times before, but never like this. Never had they seen their master so anxious, so terrified. All they could think of was sleep, and can you blame them? It had been an exhausting week, a total emotional roller coaster. And there Jesus wanted to get away and pray into the night. What do you do, though? If you're a disciple, what do you do with a Lord, a king who insists on being a slave? What do you do with a master? who insists not on being the sacrificer, but the sacrifice. And what do you do when the dream has died? You sleep. And when you wake, you scatter. Scatter.